Welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is uh, 10.07. I'm just chuckling because uh, there's a new way to stave off dementia. And I'm thinking we ought to see if we can enroll President Biden. Uh, but in the meantime, it is Froster Buns Friday, and we do have a lot of ground to cover. Uh, Gary, while I appreciate Rand Paul and the incoming Congress willing to pursue Dr. Fauci, where was the House and Senate over the last 40 years of oversight on all the agencies he was running? It's nice they want to look into things now, but uh, the train's already left the station. Well, Mark, that's, uh, that's because Rand Paul wasn't in the Senate uh, 40 years ago. Ron Paul did try to tell everybody that uh, big government is a danger. Uh, let me go to Marissa. She is, Marissa's on the line with us now. Marissa, welcome. How are you? Uh, good, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you with us. What's on your mind? Um, so my buns are frosted about Columbia Public Schools, um, which they are quite a bit. Um, what Columbia Public Schools right now is doing is switching you from a 1 to 100, you know, the basic grading system, to a grading system called SRG, which only goes from 1 to 4. It's an equitable grading system. Oh, for crying And my daughter and I... Yep, my daughter and I have found out that a four is basically impossible to to even get. So, you know, this is a way for them to, to falsely say they have closed the achievement gap. So I met with uh, Dr. Helen Porter, who's the assistant superintendent for secondary at CPS, because I had a lot of questions about SRG. And I wanted to see quantitative data that showed that SRG is successful, because why would we bring a system like that to CPS to make our kids fail. So I've asked over and over and over again for quantitative data showing the success of SRG and have not been provided any. Um, when I met with her in early December, um, she told me that Des Moines public school system has been using SRG since 2012. And I said, awesome, do you think you can get me some quantitative data from uh, Des Moines? And she said, well, I'm sure, I'm sure I can, could. I've still not received any quantitative data from her from Des Moines. So I went out on my own and researched Des Moines public school system that has been using this since 2012. Des Moines District makes up nearly a third of all schools in the lowest performing category in their state. 21 Des Moines schools were rated priority for their low performance. The average math proficiency score of 49% um, for Des Moines Public Schools and Iowa Public School averages 70%. And uh, Des Moines Public Schools have a reading proficiency score of 47% versus 68% for the statewide average. Schools in Des Moines have an average rating of 1 out of 10, which is in the bottom 50% of Iowa Public Schools. And Columbia Public Schools is bringing this failing system to our children. Well, what was wrong with the old system? It wasn't equitable enough, Gary. Well, no, 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 no. They couldn't, they couldn't have said that. They didn't say that, did they? They didn't admit that, did no, they? No, they didn't say that. No, they don't say what was wrong with the old system. Well, then there was, it shouldn't have been changed. No, it should not be changed, especially when it's there is no quantitative data showing that this new system is successful. Why would we bring something that we don't know if it's going to be successful or not to all of these children? 
They're treating our kids like guinea pigs at Columbia. And the scary thing is I heard that they're bringing this system to Ashland as well. So all you Ashland people, you better check it out. Unbelievable. Tell me how the grading system is going to work. Is it going to be? A, it's, it's a one to four scale. So it there's no A? One, 1.5, 2, 2.5. There's A's and B's. There's still A's and B's. So when I was talking to her about how my child says it is, so let's say math, for, for instance. Let's use math. So in math class, when my child, she's in eighth grade, when she takes a test, if she gets all of the answers correct, she does not get 100 because there is what they call a level four question. Now, the level four question is something she has never learned before. The rest of the test is over what she learned. Level four is something she has never learned. What the, the hell is that? The only way to get a four and to get 100% is to get that level four question right that they have never learned before. Oh, for crying out loud. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. All right. Uh, totally now, you, now you've got me. My Now my buns are frosted. Marissa, thank you exactly. for the call. Uh, I'm not sure I should thank you for the call because now I'm angry. But Well, yeah. pe people need to know, Gary. People need to know what is going on at Columbia Public Schools. And when I asked them how much money they have spent on SRG, you know what they told me? They said, go back and look at all the board meetings and figure it out. Is that really their what answer? Kind of answer is that? That was their answer. That was Dr. Helen Porter's answer. She told me to go, and I have it in writing. She gave me all these answers in writing. So she can't tell me that they're not true. I have it in writing. She told me to go back and look at all the board meetings. That's not my job. I'm not the accountant of Columbia Public Schools. Columbia Public Schools should be able to tell their taxpayers how much money they're spending and where they're spending their money at. Yeah, you'd have to be a, a, a CPA in order to get through some of that stuff. All right, Marissa, thank yeah. you very much for letting people know. Really appreciate it. All right. All right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, God. <laughs> Brian, I'm I was like, are you I kidding know. me? I feel like that daily on certain things. Like, yeah? Oh, I, that just grinds my gears. It's crazy. Rick, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Great, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, heard a gentleman talking about... Uh, how uh, the member of the House of Representatives from uh, Arkansas said, I get no letters. Well, no, he gets texts. And even in Columbia, Vicki Hartzler's office, they didn't show her the conservative things that were requested, just the ones wanting new programs. And that's kind of a scheme that they have is, don't show me that. I don't want to see that. And... Uh, it's horrible, but uh, now they're calling the Republicans and the Democrats a uni party. Well, there was the unicorn, there was the unibomber. Um, none of them were real or good, apparently. And now we have the uniparty, which, uh, of course, Mark Alford, his first 11 votes in D.C. have been with the uniparty. He refuses to join the 21 and make it 22. And that frosts me. Well, libertarians have been saying this for decades, that it's really one party. Uh, they, they play the same games. Uh, they do things just a little differently, but it's pretty much the same game. So, people, you've got to be sure and confront Blaine Luke Tamire to his face. 
and say, you're not doing this for us because that's what I do with Vicky. I would, I would honestly, I, here's what I would like to see. I would like to see people in Blaine Lutkemeyer's district call him up and tell him, sign the Read the Bills Act, co-sponsor, be a part of Write the Laws Act. Um, he, he needs to know that there are enough people in his district that want it. Uh, well, otherwise, his district don't know who he is. He's worse than a Democrat. All right. Well, I'm going to move on. Rick, thank you for the call, hey. buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. And on a Froster Buns Friday, what's on your mind? Hey, Gary, regarding the um, illegal inspections in Columbia, yeah. I thought I'd read somewhere that some of these weatherization programs, they require you for them to come into your home in order to assess where you would need um, to address some weatherization issues. And I think I read that that's kind of a way for them to get their foot in the door so they can do inspections. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody else has heard this, but I wanted to get my our home weatherized. And then when I read that, I totally turned the opposite direction and said, no way. But um, I thought that I read that. If anybody had heard anything about it, I'd really like to know. But um they're they're clever, you know. Yes, they are. They are absolutely. And, um, by hook or by crook, they're gonna take away our freedoms. So yeah, I mean, way, Marissa, Marissa, you go, girl. You need to run for office. I was impressed with her phone call. All so, right. Yeah, I agree. Thank and you. thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, so unlike Ann, Brian did uh, get uh, weatherized. Uh, he got. I uh, did. Yeah. yeah Thank you very I, much for the insulation and the windows and the windows and the yeah, door. And I got a few other things. And I was hoping maybe if solar you, panels were in my if list. You go for, for solar year. panels. I swear <laughs> to God. All right, we're up against the clock on a Froster Buns Friday. <laughs> it's the Gary Nolan Show. And when we come back, perhaps something we should enroll Joe Biden in could help the country. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's, <laughs> it's 21 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Uh, you remember, Brian, we did that uh, the fundraising thing yesterday, and then uh, it was for the uh, first responder fundraising event here, here in Columbia? I remember if the yeah. person tried to call in and give details about this event. It, yeah go around the sales department, and we, of course, didn't let him do that. No, we, we slammed that no. uh, right away. It's like a brick wall here. And then, and then we discovered that these the way this works is you have celebrity tables, and people buy a seat uh, for this uh, to, to be next to their favorite celebrity. And we found out that Brandon Rathert was asked to be... What? One of, yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I right away shied away from this because they, they didn't invite me. They invited Brandon Rathard? What I mean, what kind of a person would invite such a... Oh. Well, you know what? The low buck people have to be able to, you know, afford <laughs> Sitting so, with somebody. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Is this Brandon? So <laughs> I, oh, wow. I, I didn't hear the whole story you were telling. I only heard Brandon... <laughs> <laughs> so, and you popped into the I, studio I popped, to say you hi. You look good, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Dashingly handsome. You are. Incredibly charismatic. What are y'all talking about? You. Oh, okay. 
Like you're some kind of a celebrity MC for some event. Oh, he's, no. They're going to pay money to sit at his table. And what? Yeah. Well, look, Brian, the big oh. buck people are going to go to some tables. And then poorer people who still want to help will, will be able to afford a, a celebrity table uh, by sitting with Brandon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, it's for, I believe in what this first responder services group is doing. Uh, it's remarkable work. I don't like the term celebrity table uh, host. Anyhow, I thought you were talking about me emceeing the governor's prayer breakfast yesterday. Actually. Which I understand. <laughs> Which, which uh, you did uh, rather brilliantly. No, not really. Uh, All right. <laughs> All right. You suck canal water, but they, you know, they brought you back again. I don't know if you had a chance to hear this. I know we're all kind of running, uh, running around crossing paths. You know, I fell off the stage yesterday. I'm seriously. <laughs> I would have loved to see that. Landed right on his face. Look at it, Brian. I see that. The man is... Disfigured. I got a couple He's of suffering. Couple of these for y'all. I got one in each hand. <laughs> one number one. Thank you. Is that the only finger you have? <laughs> got one for each of you, man. <laughs> no, I I fell off the stage. True story. So we're doing. So there are a lot of things happening yesterday. Number one, there was an accident on the uh, bridge, uh, JC. So a lot of folks were late. And then the entertainment. Apparently, their transportation just forgot to pick them up and bring them to the annual governor's prayer breakfast so it was just a lot of stuff going on very end of the event we wrap up and we're on stage and immediately they want to start taking photographs so me and the the pastor one of the folks on the stage with us we start kind of backing up and we're we've got the governor we're trying to figure out the lineup here and so i'm backing up on on the, the stage and i keep going and eventually i hit this like you know the the black curtain and then I realize there's nothing behind the black curtain, but I am still backing up. And you know when you fall, like it feels like a tree being felled. You know it's coming. You know it's going to be bad. And you know there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Yeah. Fortunately, I had this pastor next to me. So instinct is I grab him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll save me. He, he saves souls all the time. He'll save me, exactly. And then maybe for a hundredth of a second, I thought, this is probably not a good idea. Take, <laughs> take the fall on your own. Don't take the governor with you. Don't take the pastor with you. Let go of the pastor. Uh, unfortunately, timing has never been my strong suit, and it was too late to let go of the pastor because now he, too, is falling back together in tandem. And I'm pretty sure, Gary, as we're both falling backwards on this stage in front of 800 politicians, lobbyists, the governor, color guard, law enforcement, anybody you can think of, I'm pretty sure the pastor and I made eye contact on the way down to the floor. <laughs> like we're falling backwards looking at each other like, huh, how, how is this going to end up? We land on the floor. Thankfully, we both broke each other's fall, so we didn't, you know, b hit our heads or anything. <laughs> Gary, I am laying on the floor, knowing, and now we're, we're, we're behind the stage. We can't see anything. The pastor and I are laying on our back behind this stage. Governor Parson has the stage curtains open, looking down at me, going, hey, Brandon, you okay? <laughs> and I, I said, yeah, and I looked at the pastor, and I said, I said, hey, dude. <laughs> are are you okay? And the pastor says, I'm good, dude. <laughs> so then 
as we're, we're so now they're trying to help us up off the stage, and you've got the governor and this and, and this first lady and everybody trying to trying to help, and we're climbing up off the stage, and our heads start to peek over, and you can see like. 1600 eyes because they're walking out and these people start turning around and they're looking like what's all this commotion on the stage and that is the second most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me in my life for those of you in springfield brandon rathard is uh, the morning host uh for our programs uh in uh, jeff city and columbia <clears throat> and um He's uh, just uh, emceed his last gubernatorial <laughs> prayer breakfast ever. Uh, he's uh, he's also made an enemy of the clergy. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. I thought this is what you're supposed to do: save people. But yeah, <laughs> no big deal. I'm surprised you didn't just throw him down first, so you can have a softer landing. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> you can be my pillow. <laughs> By the way, there is a GoFundMe page for the pastor's medical bills you can get on. There's not. He's fine. We're all fine. Uh, just my pride and ego. I mean, oh, gosh. Of all times and all places, I, I am speechless now. Yeah. Well, coordinated like the bird they call the elephant. Uh, that's Brandon Rathard. Anyway, I was talking about this uh, celebrity uh, responder, uh, uh, this uh, responder support celebrity host. They, I, I made a point of, of uh, highlighting they invited you, uh, but I hadn't gotten an invitation. Guess what showed up today? An invitation to join me at my I table. shamed them into, into <laughs> inviting me. Well, good. Now there really will be a celebrity at the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if there's a stage, <laughs> stay away from Brandon Rathard. Hey, I can come. I can host a table for for the love of all that's holy. Don't put me on stage because last time it didn't go real well. <laughs> and there's a reverend that will not be paying to sit at your table. All right, Brandon Thanks. Rathard. Love Take care, buddy. Thanks. Glad to have you on. Uh, he just wanders in and out of here like he owns the place. <laughs> All right. Uh, President Biden, uh, I think we should be uh, perhaps enrolling him in a, a ballroom dancing class. Turns out social ballroom dancing can improve cognitive function and reduce brain atrophy in older adults who are at increased risk for Alzheimer's disease. Now, they didn't just, you know... Uh, test these people uh, and, and let it go. No, they compared them to people on treadmills. And while people on treadmills, uh, their cognitive skills increased, the ballroom dancers did better. 25 adults over 65 um, in either six months of twice-weekly ballroom dancing classes or six months of twice-weekly treadmill walking classes. None of them were engaged in formal dancing or other exercise programs. Um, and what they discovered is that uh, the dancing was somehow even better than the treadmill. Both are good, but the dancing generated significantly greater improvements um, than uh, walking on a treadmill uh, one, uh, on one measure of executive function and on processing speed. 
Uh, that's the time it takes to respond to or process information. Compared with walking, dancing was associated with reduced brain atrophy. They should have him on a 24-hour dance class. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 1035 on a Froster Buns Friday. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800 529 uh, A new law in Louisiana that we will discuss una momento. Uh, but uh, Timothy is on. Uh, Timothy, welcome. How are you? Good. Uh, Brandon, he, uh, if this, He's an example of not someone not knowing where they're at in life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. On stage, we're we're not self-aware. We don't know what's going on around us. We need to be, we need to teach people how to be self-aware and location-aware. That's how you save yourself from injury and falling over and hurting other people. You know, he's probably too much in the moment and probably joking too much, not paying attention to what he's doing. That's just one of my so lectures. I think, you're I think lecturing him not, because he fell off the stage, really. Because he didn't know where he was. Oh, it happens to people. It just it, I know it does. But what my point is is I have a deg- I'm getting a degree in safety and health, and a lot of people die because of accidents and hurt yes, themselves. Yes, they seriously. do. Yes, they and do. I'm not, but don't get on my case. I'm just telling you my story, okay, Gary? Other people have opinions too. I think people. I need understand to be more that, but to go after him because he society, stepped no, off a stage. Me. Okay, shut up. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> You know, a little self-awareness on your part, Timothy. <laughs> You're never coming on the show again. <laughs> I have a question real quick, if I may interrupt again. Oh, he's back in here again. <laughs> Jesus, you know, why don't we just put up a revolving door? Can we go home and he can finish the yeah, show? Yeah, I don't see why no. not. Uh, uh, Timmy uh, supports the radio station all the time. He's got a great sense of humor. But I have a question. So if we talk about people that lack self-awareness, let me ask you this, Gary. If I am aware of the fact that I lack self-awareness, doesn't that mean that I am self-aware? You're aware of your lack of awareness. Amen, brother. Thanks. Uh, that is uh, that is perspicacity plus. All right. It's... And by the way, we just had a vote for Gary Nolan for Speaker of the House. Just uh, thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, I refuse. Uh, oh, I will not, I'm not, not giving this up. All right. Not, not a chance. All right. I am curious to see what you think about Louisiana's new porn law. Um, and I, my guess is a lot of people are going to be afraid to call on this, but I'm, I'm going to throw it out there anyway. But first, I want to remind you that we have a guest coming up at uh, 11.05. And he is is going to talk about, uh, in particular... Uh, this uh, school principal hiding the students' academic awards in the name of equity. We want everybody to be equal and even and all this nonsense. He's written a book. His name is Kenny Zhu. He's the author of a book called An Inconvenient Minority, The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Meritocracy. We don't want anybody to be too good. We don't want to be compared to them. We don't even want to know that there's somebody that's doing a better job than us. Yeah, well, that doesn't work in the real world. And it doesn't work in education. But he's going to be on with us to tell you uh, to tell the uh, the story, and that's going to be at eleven oh five. In the meantime, Europe. Oh, and also we'll cover the uh, the House vote. Uh, we'll see if uh, McCarthy has it. That'll be uh, all in the next hour. But here's Louisiana's new porn law. 
the states got an age verification law to view pornography. It's now in effect, and that means that if you wanted to watch pornography in Louisiana, you would have to upload your ID to verify that you're an adult before you can view any pornography. It applies to all sites that are at least a third uh, of the content is pornographic. Specifically, the law looks to target major sites. And so you'd, you'd have to upload your driver's license to, to get on a website that has pornography. People hoping to hop onto Pornhub in Louisiana better have their driver's license ready. A new law is now in effect in Louisiana that requires age verification for any site that's at least 33.3% porn. According to TechCrunch, that means the major adult content websites like Pornhub aren't accessible to anyone unable to verify uh, their age. What do you think of that law? Uh, you know, what they're trying to do is keep kids from being exposed to pornography. I mean, they get enough of that in the school systems. What, you mean that book that those kids were reading about two yeah, 10-year-old yeah, boys those, after uh -huh. church hiding behind the bushes? Uh, yeah, those, playing but with those, each are, those are fine, though. Those are okay. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> this, on the other hand, well, it has got to stop. But what do you think of that idea? What do you think of that law? I'm just, I'm... I'm really curious to see what people think. That you would have to give the state, get the state to give you permission to view porn. And you do that by giving them your driver's license. Wait a minute. I, I don't trust that at all. <laughs> Why not? I'm sure that the information will be... Completely secure with the government officials. And nobody, nobody would ever use that against oh, you. Oh, no. Uh -uh. No. No. It would be in a lockbox, an ironclad lockbox. It would never get out. It would, yes, it's safe. Perfectly safe. I'm curious. Now, does this affect, you know, your pay channels, too, on TV? Do you have to, like, or is this just the Internet? I don't know. I, I think it's just the Internet. No, uh... Nobody in, and I don't even know how they do this. How do you isolate where the interwebs go in one state? How how do they manage? Apparently, the IP that you're on reflects the state. Well, what if you're using one of those IPs that that allows the VPN? You, yeah, VPN. They probably would make you turn it off. I don't know. It's out of my pay grade. I don't know how they pull it off, but assuming they do, I think there's going to be a lawsuit, and I think this is going to go away. And I think what they're counting on is that nobody will, you know, who, who's going to want to stand up and say, hey, I've been viewing porn until uh, this week, and now I can't, so I'm suing. But somebody ought to sue and stop this, because I, I, I think it's ridiculous. Now, let me get Kevin on the line. Hey, Kevin, where are you calling from? Uh, misery. Yeah, I know you're in Missouri. At least I expect you to be. <laughs> Columbia. All right. What's uh, up? So uh, y'all took the words right out of mouth. Um, it's there's not going to be anything about it because the VPN 
there's no way around that. Um, you, you just turn on your VPN, you can show it from whatever state you're at or part of the country you're at and view whatever you want. And that's all I got to say. All right. Kevin, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Rick, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm Grant. How about you? I do him well. What's uh, what's on your mind? In regards to Louisiana law, yeah, I was hoping they'd do the same for songs. So things like "Chug a Lug" by Roger Miller, you would have to have a <laughs> license to listen to, because that's a bad influence on young people. R Roger Miller, <laughs> Chug a Lug. Do really? you remember that song? I Chug don't remember that Chug song. Lug. Oh man, make you want to sing "Hidey Ho." Burns your tummy, don't you know? Chug a lug, chug a lug. No, no. Um, I remember trailer for sale or rent. But Same I don't remember thing. That. That's, that promotes homelessness. We got to have a license for that too. For for hobos. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, what do you think of that law? You have to have a driver. You have to give the state. You have to upload your driver's license to view porn. You know, couples, normal, everyday, conservative couples view porn all the time. It, it is so popular that it literally drove Betamax out of business. Back in the 80s, when uh, there were two forms of uh, video recorders, one of them was VHS, the other one was Betamax. Betamax was the superior product. It had uh, it was sharper video, better audio. It was just better all the way around. The reason it collapsed is the porn industry embraced VHS. I mean, it must be awfully popular to drive the marketplace. And what business is it of mine or yours who watches what? And if you want to protect your children. Well, then maybe you need to set up some rules. You, you know, maybe you put on some software or you restrict the, uh, you know, you keep the smartphone phone from having Internet uh, access. Uh, you put the computer uh, in the living room where everybody can see what's going on. Uh, but it's. It's not the state's job to protect your children. It's your job. It's your job to teach them right from wrong. Look both ways before you cross. Don't do this. It's okay to do that. Do this in moderate. It's all up to you, not the state. Uh, Brian sent me a message. Uh, Louisiana law. Oh, hell no. What could possibly go wrong with that database and or who could access it? Yeah, you don't suppose they would use that for, you know, political gain. <sighs> All right, coming up, we're going to chat here in a few minutes. Um, 11 signs the economic tipping point that everyone has been waiting for has arrived. Uh, job numbers, they're fair. They're not as good as uh, some people are saying. We'll, we'll kick that around. Let me get the phones here. Mary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you today? I am well, thank you. I was just wondering, how would you uh, log on if you do not have a driver's license? Uh, are they state ID? Uh, I, I know some people that don't have a state ID. Well, if they There's want... 
<laughs> they'll have to get one. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, thanks. Have uh, a great day. <laughs> you too, Mary. Thank you. Just don't move to Louisiana, Mary, and everything will be okay. Up against the clock. Quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1052. Glad to have you with us on a Froster Buns Friday. Kenny Zoo coming up next. He's written a book, The Inconvenient Minority and Inconvenient Minority. The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Meritocracy. Apparently at Thomas Jefferson uh, High School in Virginia, uh, the, uh, the School for Science and Technology, they've been withholding uh, national merit awards from the school's families, most of them, by the way, Asian, uh, denying them the right to those, uh, to those awards, so, uh, which would have allowed them to boost their college admissions prospects and early scholarships. And they did it because, well, they don't want to feel the pe- you know, people to feel badly that didn't do particularly well. It's absolute insanity. So Kenny is going to be on with us uh, in the next segment of the program at about 5 after 11. Then, of course, we have the vote in the House of Representatives for the Speaker. We'll see if a deal was cut. In the meantime, we head down to Springfield because Emmett is, is uh, well, let me see. There we go. Now I got Emmett. Emmett is on the line. Emmett, welcome. How are you? Uh, fine. How are you, Gary? I am doing uh, very well. I just wondered how they got a majority of the Louisiana legislators to vote for that bill about uh, uploading their driver's license to viewpoint. I, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I maybe mean, they would be embarrassed if they didn't. Well, their their vote is public. I'll admit that. So uh, their you know. their vote is what. Their vote would be public. Yeah. And so they may have been ashamed to vote rather than worried about their uploading their own driver's license. Yeah, and then there's the um, the morality, you know, don't you want to protect children, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why it might have passed, but it shouldn't have. Uh, and hopefully it'll get challenged in court and taken down. Yeah. All right. Emmett, All right, bye-bye. thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show on a Froster Buns Friday. Uh, 11 signs the economic tipping point that everyone has been waiting for has arrived. Um, it, it, how, bad do things, uh, how bad do things have to get before people start realizing that we are in the midst of a full-blown economic crisis? Uh, the experts on TV are endlessly debating about whether or not we're going to have a recession this year. And meanwhile, economic activity is imploding all around us. The number of homes being sold in this country each month has already fallen by a third. The number of job cuts in November was 417% higher than it was during the same month a year earlier. And at this point, even Amazon is laying off thousands of workers. Federal Reserve has declared war on inflation, but prices continue to spiral out of control. In fact, vegetables are 80% more expensive than they were a year ago. Meanwhile, the financial markets continue to plunge. A third of the value of the NASDAQ has already been wiped out. More than two-thirds of the value of all cryptocurrencies is already gone. After everything that has transpired, everyone should be able to clearly understand what's happening. Now, the, the story is at uh, the economic uh, collapse blog.com. 
So many people have been waiting for an economic nightmare to come, but the truth is it's already here. The following 11 signs of the economic tipping point that everyone has been waiting for have now arrived. Manufacturing is declining at its fastest pace uh, that we have seen since the early days of COVID. Number two, U.S. services PMI has now fallen for the six uh, for six months in a row. Uh, number three, we just witnessed the largest one-day drop in the Baltic Dry Index since 1984. Uh, that's the uh, Sea Freight Index crashed uh, uh, Tuesday. Number five, 2022 U.S. auto sales were the lowest that they have been for a full year in more than a decade. Number six, the average rate on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is more than twice as high as it was at this time last year. Mortgage rates uh, it inched up again last week. Slight increase. Number seven, according to CNN, sales of apartments in Manhattan were 28.5% lower in the fourth quarter of 2022 than they were in the fourth quarter of 2021. Overall, existing home sales in the United States fallen 10 months in a row, down by more than a third since January 2022. Bed Bath & Beyond is warning that they are literally on the verge of declaring bankruptcy. Um, Amazon has decided to lay off about 18,000 employees. Tech industry has laid off more than 150,000 workers. You know, Biden thinks his plan is working, but it's not. The economy is not doing well in the overall. And by the way, uh, if you're looking at uh, your salary versus inflation, you're taking a beating. Even if you got a raise, it's not offsetting, in most cases, the inflation rate. So... You know, Biden may want to take a, 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 a victory lap and say, well, this is working. It's not. We're in trouble. Be very careful. 874-9390. Uh, by the way, we've got um, this vote on the House. As of yesterday... It has been like 21 stalwart Republicans that absolutely refused to vote with the rest of the Republican Party. So we don't have a Speaker of the House. However, um, there is rumor that perhaps a deal has been cut. That maybe there is um, some movement... Today, But it's got to be pretty major uh, because it, it only takes like four or five Republicans to say no and uh, McCarthy doesn't get it. We'll find out. We'll keep you up to date in the next hour on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.